during his travels, Rehillo would uh, many times speak about the importance of davening Ba'arichus. And his words had an impact. And Yidin, from all areas and all types of Yidin, they began davening Ba'arichus at greater length. As a result, the entire the, the atmosphere of the shul in many towns changed. Even simple innkeepers and, and uh, wor- simple workers took their time davening. In one particular town, the pillow paid a return visit a few years after the, his uh, original trip. One of the villagers complained to him, what's the accomplishment if I daven barichus if there's no noticeable effect afterwards, I'm just the same way I was before davening. I, I didn't accomplish anything. And the pillow says, you're, you're making a mistake. You could already see a change and an accomplishment. The fact that you realize that you need to improve yourself, that is the accomplishment. That you're ashamed of the fact that you didn't get better because of your davening. That is an accomplishment. That is a change. Because it used to be you didn't even care that you didn't change after your davening. Tell the story about davening. Once the chassid uh, was uh, very upset and he went to the hillel and he says, you know, while thinking about chassidus before davening to prepare for davening, he feels uplifted and it's so geschmack. And then afterwards, during davening, the feeling just leaves him and he feels empty. And the Rebillo says, you know, a question like that, you need to ask Rebbe, not me. So the Chassid goes, yeah, of course, for sure it's better to ask the Rebbe, but uh, I can't travel to the Rebbe right now, it's very far away, so I'm asking you. So the Rebillo said, and if you couldn't get a lula for Sukkis, would you take a branch of another tree instead? If you should ask the Rebbe, don't ask me. The Chassid refused to give up and he continued to ask Rebillo constantly for guidance. And he said, I have no choice. It's, it's, it's impossible for me to go to Lubavitch. It's a big trip. So seeing that he has to answer, Rebillo asked rhetorically. Rhetorically means that he was asking in a way, not expecting an answer, that he's going to give the answer. And what's such a terrible thing if you daven before davening? Basically, the whole point of davening is to uplift yourself, right? So if you get uplifted during the chassidus instead of the davening, okay, why is that such a big deal? Proper davening was a very important part of Rebillo's life. That many of his fabrengis with his tamidim were spent talking about davening. For example, for two years, he emphasized a chassidus that he had with the Rebbe the Tzemach and he said, I asked the Rebbe, what's the difference between a weekday davening and a davening of Shabbos? And the Rebbe said, after a weekday davening, you should be inspired and you should feel your neshama <clears throat> going up to the level of Yitzira. So he said there's four worlds. Atzilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya is the lowest world. So Yitzira is the world on top of ours. But on Shabbos, you should feel you go, yourself going all the way up to the world of Bria, right, an extra world. Wow. And the Friedrich Rebbe once said, I heard from a few of Rebbe Hillel's students some of his es- explanations 
of the saying of the Rebbe. And he then described the different levels of those students and the different way each one saw and felt higher. And it was so clear to them that they explained it in their own words according to their level. On another occasion, the Rebbe asked a person about his davening habits. And he said, why do you rush through davening? And the guy said, well, there's... So I, this way there's no time for evil thoughts to enter my head, right? I don't want any, any bad thoughts to enter my head during davening, so I just go very fast, because then there's no time to think of anything bad. And the Rebbe said, yeah, but at the same time, there's no time for any good thoughts to go into your head. During one of his travels, the Rebbe arrives at, at an inn, Kretschmeth, and the innkeeper was honored that the Rebbe um, chose to stay with him, However, he was embarrassed that he didn't have a decent meal to give the tzaddik. And he said, if I would have known that the tzaddik, like you, were coming, oh, I would have definitely prepared a meal according to, uh, you know, your, your standard. However, now that it's in the middle of the harvest season, all the workers are busy in the field, and it's impossible to hire someone to go to the market and get food. And then the pillow replied, there's no rush. I still need a daven. You'll have enough time even to cook a large fish. That's what he tells him. It's a little weird that he said that way. The innkeeper was like, okay, surely the tzaddik knows I'm not going fishing. So I don't know where he thinks I'm getting a large fish from, but whatever. He kept his thoughts to himself and he goes back to his work. A few minutes later, there's a knock on the door. And opening the door, the innkeeper was amazed to see a fisherman offering to sell him a huge kosher fish. And he said, I am a fisherman for many years, <clears throat> but I never had a successful day like I had today. The moment I dropped my net into the water, this huge, large fish just like jumps right into the net. And agreeing on a price, the innkeeper bought it. And although he was an extremely simple person, the innkeeper was very affected by the sign of Hashkacha Pratis. And he remembered the pillow's uh, davening. And on the spot, he accepted upon himself to improve his sometimes, uh, you know, not so good davening. We're now going to move on to stories about uh, him, his desire for Hasidus. How much he wanted it. Once when the Reb Hillel came to the Tzemach Tzedek and he requested that he should say a mimer, the Rebbe said, I don't have strength to say a mimer. So the Hillel then said, listen, there were times like this with your holy father-in-law, the Rebbe, right in the middle of the Rebbe, and he once told me, we say in the Agadah that if Hashem would have brought us to our Sinai but had not given us the Torah, Dayenu, it would have been enough. Now, the obvious question is, what would have been accomplished if we didn't get the Torah? We went to Har Sinai, we didn't get the Torah, and we say, Dayenu? What? Why did we schlep to Har Sinai for? And the Mithra Rebbe told me that the meaning of the statement is as follows. If Hashem would not have said the Torah in speech, but if, let's say, He would have given it over to us with, through our thoughts, Dayenu, that would have been enough. And after saying this, the Rebbe, would, your father-in-law, would give me, would say over a mimer in his thought, and I would hear him. And the Rebbe Maharash, who was there when this story happened, 
he tells the, he tells the ending of the story. He said, "My father, the Rebbe, changed hats and he put on his shrimal because his shrimal he didn't wear, even though the, all the pictures of the Tzemach he's wearing a shrimal, but." Really, he only wore the strimal on Shabbos and Yom Tif and when he said chsiz. But he, so he puts on his strimal and he sat for a while deep in thought. And then he raised his head. And Abhila left the room and I heard him walk into the next room and start reviewing the mimer that my father just told him. In his thoughts. The Tzemach Tzedek said the mimer in his thoughts to him. Once Abhila came to Lubavish in the middle of the week. And although it wasn't a day when the Rebbe was expected to say Chassidus, the Bilal nevertheless entered the Rebbe's room to ask for it. And he saw that the Tzemach Sadak was writing. So standing with respect, he didn't say anything until the Rebbe addressed him and asked him what he wanted. And the Bilal says, Chassidus. And the Rebbe answers back, not now. And he goes back to writing. And although it was very difficult for him to stand for a long time, the Bilal remained standing in his place while the Rebbe was writing. Some time passed, and the Rebbe looked up and asked the Bilal, Why are you still here? And the Bilal says, Hasidus! And the Rebbe said, Not now! Um, <clears throat> and it was then that the Rebbe started thinking that he was not going to hear a mimer. And disappointed that Abhilo left the Rebbe's room and he went back to the place where he was staying. And the host that he was staying by noticed that he, was, he looked very down. And a short time later he realized that Abhilo was actually sick. And not just sad. And concerned, he was aware that he just came back from the Rebbe's house. So the host ran to the Rebbe's family to let them know of Abhilo's condition. When Rebbe Tzilchai Mushka heard that Abhilo became sick, so she joined, <clears throat> she, joined uh, she joined with Reb Hillel in, in, in telling her husband, the Rebbe, to say a mimer. And she said, your refusal to say Hasidus is making Reb Hillel sick. Does saying Hasidus cost you so much in the store that you can't say it? How difficult will it be for you to say it? Right? She's begging with her husband to say Hasidus so Reb Hillel can get better. And the Rebetzin's words succeeded, and the Rebbe agreed to say a mimer. And the Rebbe was immediately informed that the Rebbe agreed to say Hasidus for him. However, the pain was so deep that he couldn't hear Hasidus that he was too weak to walk. And several Hasidim had to go and carry him to a wagon that drove him to the Rebbe's house. And after hearing the mimer, the, the Rebbe was able to walk slowly back to the place where he was staying, assisted by one person on each side, like helping him walk. And while walking, he revealed, he said, believe me, if the Rebbe would not have said Hasidus now, by tomorrow I would no longer be among the living. When the Mashpia, the Shalom Greinim, from, from the, the first Mashpia and Temchatimimim, he would repeat the story. Whenever he would say it, he would finish off. And if Abhilo said, believe me, you could believe him. I Meaning he wasn't just saying it like, like, uh, oh, like, like exaggerating. He meant it. That if the Rebbe did not say a mimer for him, he would have, chas v'shalom, passed away.